Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast, your central place to hear unofficial news and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the hosts, MC. He's going for gold in this track. The Captain. If anyone knows me, I love 80s classic rubbish pop. Player. It's kind of interesting where he was at that point in any, any time. Ojan. The word I've got here circled is sap. It's just sappy. And other special guests. Hey everybody, this is St. Paul Peterson, and you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Peach and Black Podcast. This is your host, MC Slomo in the house, and welcome back to the show. Let's introduce the panel before we get things underway. Toe Jam. Hello. Player. Hey, MC. And Captain, say hello. I want to kick a football. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. We're all glad to be back. This is a big show. I'm excited if you guys can't tell already. We've got the panel back. The gang are back. And we're about to do something pretty big. Because the How big? Pretty big. How big? Is it bigger than your head? <laughs> it's it's bigger than my head. It's bigger than all of our heads collectively. It's the wow. Peach and Black podcast. 30th Pop- show. Well, 30th yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> it's our 30th show. It's unbelievable. It's our 30th anniversary, technically, from our yeah. first show. Um, I can't believe it. 30 shows in and we're still here, guys. Yep. It's going better than ever. Um, Haven't got sued yet. It's amazing. <laughs> That, that is a miracle in itself. <laughs> and um, not only is it our 30th show, but it's uh, it's a countdown show. We've never done this before, uh, not in this way. It, it should be pretty, um, pretty interesting to say the least. I'm as curious as all of you guys are, and uh, hopefully as, as our listeners are, to find out what has been voted the number one Prince song of all time by arguably his greatest fans. Um, but not only that, what are the top 20 Prince songs of all time? Uh, I, I never thought we'd be doing this, but here we are, and we're about to go, we're about to go deep <laughs> um, into, into, what, hundreds of songs, really. Um, oh, man, there were just too many to choose from. But before we get into it, a really, really big thank you to every single person that voted. Every yeah. vote counted. We, we really appreciate it. We um, sent out a lot of invitations too. Yeah. And, and uh, for, for everyone listening, with, without giving away any information, uh, I, I feel it's my privilege to say that all sorts of people have participated in this vote. So yep. while you listen to the results, just think to yourselves, who could have been <laughs> on the other end of that? On the other end of that website, clicking away at those buttons and picking their favorite <laughs> print songs. Was it just the fans? Was it ex-band members? Who knows? Engineers? Associated artists? Yeah, journalists, uh, editors of magazines, music reviewers, panelists. We have confirmed, we can confirm that um, not only the fans have participated in this vote... Uh, or at least we <laughs> we hope that that um there's been a good cross section all around the world also we should mention we've, we've received votes from uh you know not just the US the UK and Australia but also Actually of... I'll just cuz um, being the one that's sort of been following the votes mm. I'll actually say that 
it's actually interesting when we first started the first few days watching uh, you could almost tell that there was a difference between the American and the European, like daytime and nighttime, when the votes were coming in. I found that really interesting. The songs that suddenly picked up when it was the American, you know, afternoon, nighttime, when people would be logging on, and vice versa. Well, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, and and not only that, but you, you can just imagine, um, you know, the differences in taste. Uh, a, a good number uh, of people voted for this. You know, it wasn't it wasn't. You know, ten or twenty fans. It wasn't a couple hundred. It was it was a lot more than that. Um, and has anything ever been attempted on on a similar scale? I think there might have been back in the day with with some of the magazines they had votes. Yeah, I was thinking about that. The only thing I can remember was Controversy magazine, magazine in the UK wanted to pick what songs he was going to play on the Act Two tour. I, I want to know how many people voted in that. Mm. Yeah, but and again, that that would have been different to what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because that would have been, you know, a, a, a vote of sorts. Um, but this is this is really polling. And that was seventeen years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The music since then, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of music, and we've included all of it. Uh, big props to Toe Jam who set all of this up for us. The man behind uh... the scenes, <laughs> working working day and night, all day, all night, uh, and he's he's brought us these results. So, oh man, sit back, strap yourself in, because it's about to go crazy. I think. Um, the top... And we should say as well, uh, no one. I'm the only one right now that knows the order. Uh, the other guys, they have a list of tracks in front of them that which it might be, <laughs> might be, <laughs> it could be. So, three of us here will be surprised, as as you will be, hopefully, listening uh, to the order of these tracks. Yeah, and, and no, well, the four of us might be surprised, and see, Toe Jam, you might be surprised at some of our reactions and responses, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, we yeah we we don't we don't know exactly what's going to happen or what's going to pan out. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but uh, and obviously the listeners have no idea. You can all take your guesses, uh, make make your judgments, but um, we're about to tell you the results, and there's no disputing these. This is what you know. We 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 counted from the first to the last vote. These are the results, and there you have it. Uh, argue amongst yourselves after the show. <laughs> so, uh, I'll I'll let Tojam do some of the talking and take it away with with um, any more information or uh, any more explanations as to uh, how we're going to go about uh, announcing them and and going through them. Uh, take it away, Tojam. I don't have a whole lot more to say. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll thank everyone else again for voting. Should be fun. Uh, so basically, the other guys don't know what's coming, so I'm just going to call out a code word. One of them will reference to a song that they have to do, and uh, let's just get straight to it. We all ready? Yep. Yeah. Ready. Right. Coming in at number 20 is, the code word is ball hump. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> okay. So, number 20. Uh, this song was released as a second single. And reached number 23 on the pop chart and 15 on the black chart. And it also reached number 48 on the UK chart. It's a very rare for this track for, to be performed live since its release, but it has made a comeback in the last couple of years. The 12 inch runs for 10 minutes. It started off as an instrumental that wasn't even created by Prince, which is interesting. Huh? Yeah. I have and, no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and. And the song functioned as an audition for Atlanta Bliss. Wow. Where do you get this stuff? Mm. So coming in at number 20, 
would be mountains. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I can't That's awesome info. It. Yeah, Wendy and Lisa wrote it as an instrumental and Prince took it and added the lyrics. Oh. I didn't know that, eh? That's awesome. Yep. Wow. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm pretty surprised that this is in the top 20 considering, um, you know, he hasn't really performed it live for a number of years, although it's come back this year. But And it also, too, it didn't really do it – was, it was considered like one of his worst selling singles like in the 80s. Yeah. So it just proves that it's uh, a fan favorite. Wow. So, yeah, he played it on the parade tour, and that was about it until what six months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't really recall it uh, as far as I know, or as far as I've um, been informed. Yeah, that song making any other appearances, which is which is amazing. The <laughs> what's coming in the in twentieth position out of the entire Prince discography has had such a limited live release. Uh, my before we started the show, I was thinking most of the songs that would come in the top twenty would probably be kind of um, the obvious. Know, well, yeah, not only that, but the live favorites. And uh, and I mean, this is a favorite, but he not not um, played very often. I'm, when you I'm guys shocked. find out, when you guys find out what it knocked out. To get that twentieth spot, you'll be surprised. That's all I'll say. <laughs> mm. When will you let us know? Uh, at the end. Okay, okay, cool. And was it a was it a big margin? Can we ask that? Uh, three votes. Three votes. Oh, oh man. wow! So, who was it? Song that got twenty-one was three votes Mountains, away from making. Mount- and what? But, but what a great song! I mean, I, I I don't know how if you guys are big fans of, but I, uh, I'm a massive yeah. fan of Mountains. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not. <laughs> oh, really? It's always been the one song on Parade that I didn't really like that much. I reckon it's one of the strongest songs on that album. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Do You Lie is one of the best songs on that album, so... <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't, don't give away too much, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? 19. Code word. Hour. Hour? Hour. Okay, I think that's me. Oh, <laughs> I think that's me. This song, this particular song, was a B-side, hysterical B-side. <laughs> and um, just to give you a little bit more information about it, there's not a whole lot of trivia. A snippet of this song is played towards the end of a song on the Musicology album. Put your thinking caps on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just about to give you. I really don't have a lot to say, uh, but I will. I will give you guys and, and all the listeners out there the full title now, in brackets. <laughs> uh huh. The rain will come down. Then you will have to choose if you believe. Look to the dawn, and mm. you shall never lose. Yeah. What is it, guys? Seventeen days. It is. It's 
17 days, coming in at number 19, and I, for one, am, um, am also a little bit surprised, because I've got a few tracks in front of me, and I didn't think that was going to make the top 20 out of those. Uh, but wow, 17 days, number 19. Mm. Obviously, the official title is 17 days, but it's been copyrighted as 17 days, and in brackets, that title that I just read out. So, um, it was a B-side of When Doves Cry, obviously released in 1984. And I That's think pretty... takes the, the winner for the longest title. Mm. Mm. That's pretty interesting because, um, you know, it's never been released as a single or it's not really a well-known known song out of the Prince realm sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, that tells you that, that uh, obviously people who, who know their stuff and know Prince's music have, have been voting for this because for, for a song like 17 Days to make the top 20 out of hundreds of tracks... Yeah. I feel pretty surprised, but I love the song. I was thinking, MC, one of your hints could have been the twins sang it and they got the words wrong. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention them in the, throughout the whole show. <laughs> so I left Too late. them out. <laughs> but I think it's great. I think it's great that a B side made the top twenty, like you guys were saying. It's pretty yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, that's incredible. That's, I mean, I'm just thinking. You know, what what other artist, if if um, if if they're you know if the fans of another artist's music were given the chance to do a top ten or a top twenty songs, how many B sides or or non album tracks and rarities would make that? You know, it's just it's really interesting. But uh, yeah, let the rain fall down. Let the rain fall down. Seventeen days at number nineteen, and it's such a brilliant song as well, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. When you song. think about it, that other artists, I mean. I'd I'd say the majority of other artists don't even have B sides or non album tracks. All their singles they they just stick an album track for a B side or a or a crappy remix. Yeah, that's a good point. For the most part they do, eh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. where where are we? Eighteen? Uh, number eighteen. Code word is Well there is no code word because it's one of mine. <laughs> uh, and okay, clues for this one. Firstly, this is well. For anyone who's been listening to the podcast, this is probably the song that got me into Prince in the first place. Uh, oh. uh, this song is sampled in the Party Man Purple Party Mix. Uh, mm. Along with a multitude mm. of others. <laughs> <laughs> this is also one of the very few, uh, well, it just goes to show how big the song is, I guess, but it's one of the few that is included on the hits, the hits video, the very best of Prince, Ultimate, uh, and pretty much any other best of you can find. So that's kind of giving a bit more of a clue. Um, the chorus to the song became a phrase used very heavily in pop culture yep. to the point where a lot of people now don't even realize uh-huh. that it's Prince. Yeah. One of his most well-known songs ever, but he deliberately didn't play it for almost eight years. Deliberately. One more clue. This will give it away. <laughs> Originally recorded as a three-part harmony song in the style of Sly and the Family Stone. Okay, okay. Ch- changed <laughs> to so three people would have the melody line, so three different singers sing the lead line. So, of course, if you haven't worked it out yet, the song we're talking about is 1999. Yeah. Had to be in there. Had to be. I was actually surprised this didn't get higher because it's one of my all-time favourites, and 18's very respectable. But I was kind of thinking this would crack the top ten. But anyway, mm. Mommy, yeah, I thought that why does everybody have a bomb? 
<laughs> I always laughed at that though, because with an American accent, it sounds like bum. <laughs> and I always thought it was mummy. Why does everyone have a bum? I'm like, to go to the toilet. <laughs> And then one I knew, day I, I figured the, it out. I knew the captain frivolity would happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like bomb. That's just funny. Uh, okay, well, three tracks in, already a whirlwind. The next clue. Oh, okay, so the next two are actually tied. So whether you say they're tied for 16th or tied for 17th, that's up to you. Uh, but we'll go with the first one. And so. We'll just do these in release order. So the clue is Chappelle. Oh, that's me. That's me. Okay. This song, recorded in October 1983. It's the opening track on the album that it's on. The single was released 11th of August 1984. Bunch of people covered this song. Green Day performed it on their 21st Century Breakdown Tour. Orianthe covered this song on her Glam Nation Tour. And this is your big, your big clue. This was the song with the YouTube and the dancing baby. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> A 29-second video on YouTube. Universal Music Group uh, ordered YouTube to remove the video. Later, a judge ruled it was fair use of the copyrighted material and the dancing baby was back on YouTube. This song became Prince's second number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 and... It was in the top 10 in the UK. It was number one in the R&B charts in, in America. Who knows what this song is? Anybody? Let's go crazy. Yay. Let's, let's go. Let's go crazy. Wow. I I can't believe that's so far down the list. Yeah. I know. It, Again, like Toe Jam. With all these songs this far back, I'm going to think, what's what's going to be in the top ten? I have no idea now. Wow, I thought 1999 and um, Let's Go Crazy would have been in the top ten for sure. Yeah. I think this one, the pro- well, not the problem with it, it's an awesome track, but I think the reason it's not as high as we thought is it's probably the most overplayed track. Uh, yeah, probably. He's yeah. pretty much played it every tour since forever. True. So I think, yeah. And there's kind of a sentiment on on the forums anyway that it's kind of a bit overplayed, but yeah. you know, it's still a brilliant track. But like it's you... it's it's weird. Like you mentioned, overplayed. Like if you think of a band like Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody, for example, for example. And I know that's that's a, a ridiculously amazing song in its own right. But when and not only was it, I guess, played at every Queen show after it came out, but it's probably one of the most overplayed rock songs, if you can even call it rock songs, uh, on radio, on radio yeah. ever. But I reckon if Queen fans were to take a top twenty, there's no way it'd end up in the in the bottom half. It'd be like top ten track for sure. Yeah, which is an interesting comparison, I think, between Prince's music and and, and mm. someone else's. Mm. So what's the tie with this with this track? So this yeah. track is tied with what? Ah, sixteen and, or seventeen. Well, that's up to you to decide. So, <laughs> and the one that it's tied with is one of my ones. Code and, uh, yeah. oh. I had to steal this one, guys, because I'm really happy that it made the list. So, here's my clues. Uh, this is going to be good. One of his darkest and most mysterious songs with references to suicide and uncertainty. Ooh. The official mm-hmm. video for this was a live video. A live video. Mm. It was originally recorded in 1985, but not released until the 90s. 
Okay. Oh, jeez. This song was also released as a live version from 2004 and also on the Indigo Night CD as well, versions of it. And oh. it has, just to probably give it away for you guys. No one knows what's on Indigo Nights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one I'll give it away for, for you three anyway. It has harpsichord on it. <laughs> oh. Hey, anyone got it? I still don't. Oh, okay. Mm. I, it was I, in the 90s? It wasn't, it wasn't a single. It's an album track? Is album it, track? Yes. It, is is it, it the question of you? The question of you. It is the question of you. Ah. Oh, get down it. Coming in wow. tight with Let's Go Crazy. How wow. awesome is that that that's in the top 20? Yeah, yeah I was really happy that one made it. songs. I love that song. And it's such a, I think the album version is only like three minutes and something. So it's really mm. cool. Such a short and interesting song made it. Yeah, this is this is unbelievable, this, this countdown so far. I'm loving it. Did you say it was recorded in 85? 85, yeah. Wow. To Wikipedia. Wow. Yeah, it was going to be on, you know, Dream Factory or Crystal Ball or one of those things I think I think the um the album versions are completely new recording but yeah. there was an original version recorded apparently five years ago. Wow. So, wow yeah. this is yeah this really is not what I expected. <laughs> but it's but good. it's awesome. It's awesome yeah, the question it's of great. using. How cool is it? So with I, it, I love that guitar solo in that video. That's right. Mm. In the video version. Yeah, yeah the live video I forgot all yeah. about that. Actually every every live version I've heard of this he kills it on the guitar. Wow, ah. so, so number 16 and number 17, in whatever order you guys choose, the question of you, let's go crazy. Wow. Oh. So now, wow. All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, next clue is... Track number 15, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yes, number 15. So the clue is Dave. Dave? Ooh, that'd be oh. me. <laughs> Dave oh, <okay>. the Slavo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, coming in at number 15, I don't really have a lot on this song, but um, a clue is it was never released as a single, so okay. we're talking about an album track here, yeah. and the only other clue I've got is the vocal track on this song was created by accident, but it works to make oh, this song... Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Does, sure. does it start with an F? It does. Have you got oh, any okay. other clues? Yeah. Jump Bring in if you've got for our listeners. Oh, did you say F? Yep, yep. starts with F. Four words in the title. Yep. Yeah, I know. Oh, I thought this any was more, something Any more clues? Else. Any more clues? I got no more clues. I unless you want something else. Yeah. I thought it was a different song because the minute you said uh, an accident, like the vocal, just like a studio accident or something, I'm thinking of a different song. Okay. I got what a you clue actually. I got a clue before those people that know. Yeah. This is primarily just vocals and drums and has the tiniest mm. bit of guitar at the end. Yes. Yeah. Don't I can't believe if this is what I think it is. I can't believe it's made the top twenty. It is forever in my life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the savior, just on my life. All is wrong in my world, mama. You can make right. You are my savior. You are my life. Forever I want you. What did you think it was? MC? Well, I, I don't want to say it just in case the song that I think it was <laughs> comes up later. Okay. But it's a far superior song than what you was just mentioned. <laughs> in my opinion. 
Yeah, I remember reading that story with like you know, like some interview with Susan Rogers saying how that all happened and it was yeah, interesting story. Mm, it was her screw up mm. that actually made the song. I can and, and, she, and she thought, oh my God, he's going to kill me. And he's like, yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool effect. Mm. I can't believe we're talking about forever in my life at 15. Yeah. Do you know I, what? I don't, Do you know what? To- I don't think that's a top 20 track at all. Do you know what? I think this song wouldn't be where it is. It wouldn't even be in the top 20 if it wasn't for the live Sign of the Times video. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That's, it's that's like a it's, a, it's a pretty live favorite. Like every time you hear it yeah. live, it, you know, the people just sing along and I think the and ladies he, like this he, one. And he's covered it in the 2010 tour as well. Mm. So no, maybe actually, it's fresh in people's minds. It so is that, a great song. I, 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 I think it's a brilliant song, but in the top 20, I really don't think so. <laughs> so that well, was number 15, Forever in My Life. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right, next, <laughs> I'm surprised. Next clue is Eddie. Eddie, that's me. This is number 14, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Number mm-hmm. 14. This song, this song was recorded in his home studio in June. Oh, this is going to give it away. 1981. Ooh. Um,. One of his most respected classic funk songs. Okay, okay. Where, okay. Prince, where Prince seems to be bored of the media attention he was receiving at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song is considered Prince's breakthrough hit in Australia, where it peaked at number 15. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, sa- it's number 14 here. <laughs> yeah. A sample of this song is included in the opening of My Name is Prince. It's the title track and yeah. lead single to the album of the same name. It's a killer song. <laughs> and it is... Controversy. That's, That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought this would have been higher as well. I thought it would have been higher, but I'm happy that it's in the top 20. Top 20 after yeah. forever in my life made made 14. <laughs> 15, sorry. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> what are we going to get? That's awesome. I'm really happy Controversy made it. Yeah. And, you know, he's been playing this one live for, like, I don't know, years and years, like, mm. recently, the last five, six years at least. Mm. And, it, like, I still love it. Every time I hear it, it's just kicking... But you know yeah. what else about that song is DJs now take that song and they make their own remixes of it. Yeah. But they always, like, it's not really a, a great change from the original groove. Like, they always keep that groove. And yeah. it's like a timeless classic. Like, you can play it now in clubs and it still goes off. And it just has that timeless feel. Yeah. That guitar jangle's just, like, killer. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I want to listen to that right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome track. Getting close. 13. So, clue for this one is basketball. <laughs> oh, wow. Is this a joke about Prince, you know, playing basketball? <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, oh, man. Before I go into the clues, I can't believe this is number 13, first of all. <laughs> okay. Let me, give you, let me give you some information about the 13th greatest Prince song of all time. As voted by you. Yep. I won't tell you what album it's on yet, 
but I'll tell you that the album that it was recorded for, it was actually recorded during the final sessions for that album. Mm-hmm. So it was one of the last tracks, if not the last track, to be included for this particular Ooh. album. Usually it's the best song on the album, which he adds right at the end. <laughs> Some of this might give it away, so I apologise. This song has been played live in concert, and it was played live in concert for the tour after the release of the album that this song is on. But mm-hmm. this particular track served a particular purpose in the show. I might have said too much already. It was generally played at the end of a particular part of oh. the show, which symbolized the end of some of the dark, funky, yeah. frivolous music of the first half of the show uh, um, and gave okay. way to some yeah, of I the got it. lighter yeah, I got it. <laughs> material that would follow from the album that was recently recorded. Now, this song's title is a play on words, and it's also a play on a definition of the word that it refers to, which is basically the absence of feeling, the absence of sensation, but the definition of, of, of this title track, if you will, is basically the insensibility to pain. It's the fourth track of an album released in the late 80s. Can anyone guess it? The 13th greatest Prince song of all time. Anastasia. It is. Mm. Anastasia. Anastasia, This is I. I am surprised. I am. When I was doing this list, I made sure I gave that one to you because I knew you'd nail it. But. <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe that this is in there. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Like it's it's what is it? Track four or five in in the track, middle of an album the, that's yeah. not a single and. Yeah, it's it's the fourth track of Love Sexy, um, which is obviously one continuous track, but it's the fourth song. Song in in sequence, and um, so it's buried in there. Yeah, oh man, Anastasia. What can you say? Um, it's it's the only live performance of this song that is avail- officially available to fans is on the One Night Alone box, box set, set of the 2002 One, 2002 One Night Alone tour, and that version is brilliant, I must say. Or um, the Love Sexy VHS. The, yeah, for, for on video. For old school VHS. <laughs> wow, this is you know. If we can just take a quick pause here, I mean, so far it's been, I mean, amazing song after amazing song, and almost climaxing for me in Anastasia. I mean, <laughs> if this was number one, I wouldn't be the least bit concerned. I mean, this song is just unbelievable to me. The other thing I have to say is, as we're counting these songs down, I don't know if you guys have had this thought in your mind, but after the show, I'm going to make myself a compilation CD, and I'm going to call it the Peach and Black 20 Greatest Prince Songs of All Time. Yeah. And I'm going to put all those songs on there and yep. just play it. Play it, yep. And That's see how it goes. Do. I might do it in order of... Oh, I don't know how I'll do it yet, but... Because, man, these are jams. They are unbelievable. Yeah. All right, let's go to 12. The next two are also tight, so I could Ooh. go in any order here. Oh, wow. this, uh, really so this, show, this really shows you that every vote did count, mm. yep. you know? Definitely. Two songs with exactly the same number of votes, and it's exactly the same. That's just crazy. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's a testament to the quality of his work, I think. Hmm. So, the next two are tied, uh, and I'm going to go with the clue Mickey Free to start with. Ooh. The clue is it was never released as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, it was inspired by two albums released in 1986. If you ask Carmen Electra what she thinks of this song, she'll <laughs> say it's all that, and that's a big hit. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and that gave it away this, for me. This song will also make pregnant women roll around on top of pianos. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't guessed it, it's a door. Was I the first? Was I Wow. <laughs> so the two, um, just to fill people in, the two albums apparently that this was inspired by was Patti LaBelle's The Winner in You and Luther Vandross's Give Me the Reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. So tracks from those two albums apparently gave Prince imp- inspiration to write the track Adore. Wow. wow, I didn't know that. Eh? I'm going to go search those tracks because that's really interesting that you know one of his most famous songs uh, he's inspired by those two tracks. I'm going to go search that, them out. So. Those, those two albums, yeah. I think he was just listening to those albums in general and just got that vibe from it. Cool. And of course, wow. Carmen Electra used part of it in that song, all that. So that's 12? Uh, well, 12 that's greatest. Tied 12 or tied 11, depending on how you look at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so then, so the one that's tied with that, and I'll take that, it's The Clues. Okay, this is another big one. Uh, in terms that it's on the hits, the hits video, the very best Prince Ultimate, it's on all of them. Uh, it's also sampled in the song Musicology. Uh, was, this will give it away for you guys, I think. Uh, I think it was, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> I it, was regu- it regularly opened the acoustic set of the Musicology okay. tour. Yep. Um, supposedly written in the back of a car whilst half asleep. Um, supposedly driven by Wendy and Lisa, I think the story goes. Wow. Hmm. Per Nielsen, a big Prince uh, biographer, described this track as the quintessential precursor to the Purple Rain sound. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It's the second single off 1999, and it is... Little Red Corvette. Glad that's in it's, there too. Oh yeah, that was always going to be in there. I think, hmm. thankfully, yeah. tied with the door for eleventh or twelfth. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> melody in this is such an interesting melody, isn't it? The way it sort of, you know, rises up in these little steps and then, yeah. I, I've heard this song referred to by countless number of people. Whenever you mention Prince, this is one of the songs that really. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone's heard. Everyone can sing. This has to be one of his, commercially, one of his biggest all-time hits, I, I would say. Yes. Yeah. So it's amazing that it's in number 11. And it's one of those tracks that appeals to everybody. Like, 
It appeals to hardcore musos that love music theory and this kind of thing. It appeals to just your, your radio listener listening to a song on the radio. Uh, it appeals to men. It appeals to women. It's just a brilliant, brilliant lyrics, brilliant composition, I think. Yeah. And look, I would be, I have to say, I have to say, my favorite version of this song in Montreux yeah, <laughs> is, is the version that he played uh, in 2009. Um, you know, 17 years, what am I talking about? 27 years after it was um, originally released, Montreux Jazz Festival 2009, July 18th. <laughs> Unbelievable performance. Performed this song twice, each as good as the next. Um, unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. That's well, that's, number. that's the first 10 of the top 20. All right. So, bef- before we go into the top 10, which I, I can't wait, I just can't wait till we go into this list, let's uh, count down the top 20, um, 20 to 11. Who wants to do that? I guess Toe Jam's got the list. Why don't you go from okay. 20 to 11? So, just to remind you again, uh, 20 was uh, Mountains, uh, 19 was 17 Days, 18 was 1999. Then we had a tie for 16th with Let's, Let's Go Crazy and The Question of You. Then we had 15 was Forever in My Life, 14, Controversy, 13, Anastasia. And then the last two we just did, tied for 11th, was Adore and Little Red Corvette. Final oh, wow. 10. That's a, that's a good mix of ballads and like, yeah. pop rock songs, yeah. What a list of songs. What a set list, eh? Mm-hmm. That's, I can't wait to make the compilation, City. <laughs> All right, we're up but to the top get 10. Get down to it. We're up to the top 10. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. Top 10 greatest Prince songs of all time as voted by you. And, uh, and there's and already me. been a few knocked out that I, like, I would have thought would have been in the top 10, but we're in the top 20. Well, I wonder, and I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot here, I wonder if any of the songs in the top 10 would have been recorded or released after the year 1990, because so far, none of them have. Question of You is probably the closest. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Based on release date, so let's see anything how we go. Any, anything in the last twenty years. <laughs> it's got to be Endorphin Machine, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. The morning uh, after. The morning after. Come on. Take it away, Toe Jam. What's the? Uh, Here we go. Number ten. The clue is "Darling Picky." Oh, that's me. Okay. This song. This was voted best song of the year by many European music critics. This song was added at the last minute to the album it's on. Oh, okay. And Warner Brothers didn't even want to release it as a single. Oh, okay. So it it goes. This became his third number one US hit. Wow. Julia Roberts performed this song in the film Pretty Woman. In front of Richard Gere. In the bath. This song was recorded in Studio C at Sunset Sound, April 28th, 1985. What is it? Yeah, that's I just it. want some it, of your extra time. It's Kiss. Huh? Yeah. It is. Don't have to be rich to be my girl. Don't have to be a fool. Rule my world. Ain't no particular size. I'm more compatible with. I just want your extra time. Yo. Kiss. Oh, man. Like, I uh, I was actually kind of hoping it wouldn't be <laughs> sub 20. <laughs> It is a great track, though. You can't, like, it, it yeah, might it be is. a bit overplayed. It's, but it's a it bit is. like Let's Go Crazy. It's a great yeah. song. Like, if you if you would have never heard that song and you and someone played it for you today, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. OMFG. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. O- OMJ. <laughs> um, that is the funkiest thing he's ever done. But because we've heard it so often, you just become a little bit immune to it. I think that's all. Yeah. I love the story about, you know, how he recorded the acoustic guitar demo, gave it to Maserati. Maserati did their stuff on it, and then he's like, "No, nah, that's too good. I'm taking it back." <laughs> yeah, that's so Be- cool. Because I can. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh wow. Okay, so that's track number ten. Oh, one more thing. A huge cover of this song by The Art of Noise and Tom Jones. Um, don't even. I hope you. I will hope it you was big. Edit. It was big. <laughs> Edit. Delete. It was big. Oh, I've got num- yeah. number five in the UK. First of all, I don't mind it. Tom yeah, but- Jones. Yeah, I know oh, why Jones you don't mind great. it. Because... Sweet green grass of home. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, in degrees in... of separation, he's been with John Farnham, and that's exactly yeah, in that's Wales. In Wales, <laughs> Tom Jones is known as the voice. That's because he's the only thing out of Wales that it, has ever been successful. And in Australia, John Farnham's the voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I saw them play. Like. I saw him sing on the same stage together. Oh god, that's just too much testosterone for me. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it how sad there are so many people out there that think Tom Jones wrote this song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's pathetic. song, yeah. And you know what? It's a terrible version. <laughs> it is when you compare <laughs> I mean, when you compare it to... No, no. Stop comparing it to anything. It is a terrible version. I mean, the the really shallow drums, the, the crappy sampled horns... Yeah, the sound effects. The video yeah. clip... Mm. Oh god, he's got absolutely no soul. That guy, like no, <laughs> no funk. That's for sure. Oh. Anyway, the right. ten greatest Prince, tenth greatest Prince song of all time. Kiss, well deserved. Right. Going on to number nine. I know there's a lot of people that are going to be really happy about this one. Uh, and the clue is bitches. Oh, you're, you're kidding. <laughs> no, that's it. You are kidding me. Wow. Wow. Toe jam. I had a massive smile on my face when I announced the 12th or 13th track, Anastasia. Mm. My grin has just widened. This is an unbelievable song. Just give me a second here to compose myself. He didn't expect it, so he's quickly Googling. <laughs> no, I've, I've got some information I didn't know we li- I didn't know we liked it that much. I've got some information here, but not much. <laughs> I can't believe this is the nice greatest print song of all time as voted by you. Okay. I haven't got much here, but the basic tracks for this song were recorded on the same day as Erotic City was recorded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. The basic tracks, not the final track, the basic tracks were recorded in December 1983, the same day that Erotic City was recorded in the studio. Okay. But it is miles away from the sound of Erotic City. It is... I, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. I have One no of idea. Prince's top ten songs is a B-side. Oh. And it was released on the 15th of the 5th, 1985. The 15th of the 5th. It is a song that is entirely written, composed, produced, arranged, and completely performed by one man, and one man alone. It's an entire solo performance by Prince Rogers Nelson. It is the B-side of Raspberry Beret. Track number nine. What is it? She's always always in my hair. She's always in my hair. She's always in my hair. 
cool is that? <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, man. I just I love that song. I'm happy that's in top 10. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, that um because that was one of the ones that was, I think it was voted pretty well in the 93 yeah. or whenever yep. it was, that one, because he played that in the Act 2 tour quite a bit uh, with stellar guitar solos. Oh, what yeah. I want to do to hear that song live, man. Sydney Opera House. <laughs> <laughs> Just Sydney <laughs> in general. Oh, man, that's that's great, isn't it? Track yeah. the, the ninth track, she's always in my head. Brilliant. Great voting, guys. <laughs> mm, definitely. All right, next clue is... Grapes. Track number eight. Okay. So for track eight, person that inspired this song ended up covering this song. It's a cult classic. Uh, it was also to release initially as a B-side. Mm. And we'll be talking about this track in our upcoming B-sides part two show. It was oh, recorded... I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah. Featuring... um. Sheila E's first appearance with Prince on Wax. It's the oh, birthplace okay. of the Camille style voice. Yep. And it was recorded on the same day as she's always in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There you go. Brilliant. So it is. Erotic City. Yeah. Wow. Two B sides in the top ten. Wow. We can funk until the dawn. Exactly. <laughs> Making love till cherry's gone. Track number eight. That's probably my one of my least played songs, and but I not by choice, but it's just so funky. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna make this compilation CD now. <laughs> and um, just for the people that wanted to know the trivia, the person that inspired the song was George Clinton. Wow. And he okay. covered it in. I think it's a soundtrack. That's right. Well, that, yep. that that really explains the boom, boom, boom. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. Such a simple groove, but the I don't know the mix in this song is so smooth, isn't it? The way yeah. together. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, one thing as we're going through this list before we go to the seventh best track of all time, um, it just makes you realise, like before Tojo mentioned, you know, Kiss. But you said, but that is an amazing track. And, you know, it's it, it's so overplayed and you hear it so often that you kind of forget. Like, this, when I think about this vote, I start thinking about, wow, Kiss really, it is an amazing song. But even more so, Erotic City. I, I haven't listened to that for a long time. But when I think about it now, and I, I don't know whether you guys agree, it, I mean, that's just mind-blowing funk. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, and who does that? You know, who makes music like that? It just explodes all over the MC's place. favorite line, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> and there's an extended version of this. Oh, hold on, let's not go into extended versions because we'll go into She's Always In My Hair, etc. Wow. <laughs> Anything else on Erotic City? Oh, it's good no, that but it's, it's just awesome bit. that it's in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is And another B-side. Mm. I, so, I had that Erotic City single, the single by George Clinton from the PCU soundtrack and I think yeah, it had like that. six or seven different mixes on it yeah and oh, oh it's good and, stuff and the instrumental too yeah yeah it's funk on a stick <laughs> yeah that's crazy track number nine is a B-side the eighth best track another B-side but, but definitely didn't expect Erotic City to be in the top 20 even yeah wow Amazing. and the next one the next one's a good one too so and the clue is Murphy oh <gasps> that's me I couldn't find much at all to say. Uh, it was recorded at Sunset Sound, July 1986, for the first time. 
that was scheduled to be on Crystal Ball. It ended up on an album which was a soundtrack. Oh, I know this. Oh, you're kidding. Yep, I know um, this. Um, not, it's got a bit of guitar in it, you could what? say. You can listen to it more than once. <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. is that it, was the biggest it, clue. That was the what biggest is it? clue. Yeah. What is it? If you can listen to it more than once, you'd have to be listening to it in repetition. Is that right? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's it. That's wow. it. Yeah, that's mad. That's that. That's How it. How good is that? Holding someone is truly believing There's joy in repetition There's joy in repetition There's joy in repetition There's joy in repetition This yeah. is a song that, that I wanted to be in the top 10, but I didn't think it would be, or even in the top 20. I, and I didn't think it would be in the top 20, but it is, so oh, I'm happy. That's amazing. Is this, is this the seventh best song? It is. Yeah. yeah. Seventh. Seven. seven. As, voted <laughs> by the fans. As voted by the fans, this is the seventh greatest Prince song of all time, Joy in Repetition. And I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I think of when I think of this song, I just say it, say it. Come on, guys, just say it. Guitar, guitar. Yeah, but specifically about it. 2002 After Show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. we're not supposed to discuss it, but I just <laughs> the first thing I think of. It's on 8 yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, it was officially released, so that's fine. No, I'm, what I mean is when, when we were voting, we weren't supposed to think of, you know, the live versions, but so far, <laughs> the first thing I think of when I think of this song is how I would love to, to hear him play this live. Personally, I think that's why it's made it so high. Is that in recent years he has been playing it live, and it's just been getting amazing responses. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so high. Mm. But but the lyrics, how good are the lyrics to this song? Yeah, I mean they're just amazing, so universal and poetic. Brilliant yeah. the guitar and the, and the groove and the, the kind of slow groove and the atmosphere. Oh, this is this is an amazing song. It just drips. Yeah. The chord progression just <laughs> drips. Love it. <laughs> Track them. I can't believe this. this is amazing that this is in there. How many times am I going to say it tonight? <laughs> amazing. Wow. Joy and repetition. All right. <laughs> Number six clue is Charlie. Charlie. Ooh. Wow, that's me. Okay. Hey, Charlie. This song was never released as a single. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the sixth greatest print song of all time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it also originally had Claire Fisher Orchestra on it oh. before it was removed before its final official release. Ooh. It's haunting, it's mellow, it has a sparse arrangement, it's understated, and it's occasionally thrown in as piano melodies these days. And as they say, all good things never last. Uh-huh. It would be... Sometimes it snows in April Sometimes I feel so bad So bad Sometimes I wish That life was never ending No Sometimes it snows in wow. April. As number six. six. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> You've been practicing those wows, haven't you? Wow. <laughs> I was happy this one got in there just because it's not because it's a sad ballad, but just the fact that it's it's just so not typically Prince. Like, it is yeah. very Prince once you know him, but it's not the first thing that your standard person would think about Prince is a piano. It's not, it's not, it's not li- literary Corvette. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's right. It's not controversy. To, you know, to, to quote Captain, that that title, that selection has just blown my head off. <laughs> that is amazing. You know what else is amazing? That we always say in the review shows how like Prince can put a lot of bells and whistles into a song, and this sort of proves that you don't need that all the time. And this like rates so mm-hmm. highly on on, yeah. on a list. But it's got so, such an ambience, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And, and it's probably one of the most mature songs he's ever recorded. And what I mean by mature is that it's like, I guess mature is the wrong word, timeless. Yeah. It's, it's just, it oozes class, doesn't it? Mm. It's amazing. And it's, and it's so, it's in that singer-songwriter m- mold. Mold, yeah. And it's very honest, and, but it, it's just so um, atmospheric. Oh, wow. So I can't believe this is the sixth best song. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I no, thought that would be up there. I'll, um, just from following it, it was kind of in the top 20 the whole time, but yeah, it, it sort of peaked right at number six. So it's sort of wow. stuck there, which is, is good, I think. I think the French fans must have voted right at the end then. Maybe. Or <laughs> the fans from Nice. <laughs> what a playlist it's going to make. Top five now. Can I, I'll just Uh-oh. say something about the top five before we go into it. Uh, these top five were consistently the top five all the way through. And there's when you look at the voting totals, there's a big gap between the top five and the rest of the top 20. So I think it's pretty definitive that these are the top five. They're all pretty close together. Uh, there's even a tie in there between two. But wow. I think it's pretty definitive from this survey that these are the top five print songs, to be honest. Like, I, as, I, can only, yeah. I can only think of one song which I am sure would be in the top five. The rest, I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. Well, wow. Coming in at number five, the clue is, uh, and actually this one was number two for ages, and then it just fell off towards the end. Number five, the clue is blouses. Hang on, hang on a sec. It dropped from two to five. Well, not instantly, but uh, it was up. It was number two for ages. Hold on, I can't believe this. there's actually a tie in the top five. <laughs> wow. For the first two or three weeks of the survey, this was number two all the way, and wow. then right wow. the last few weeks it dropped off a bit. So it's oh, number five. Wow. But all, all, all the um, all the uh, ex engineers and associated artists and <laughs> uh, bandmates must have voted. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I was saying before about the the, the waves of the um, voting watching them change. Mm. Anyway, so the clue is blouses. Ooh, so that'd be me. Okay, oh, wow. okay. this one <laughs> big girl's <again>, blouse <laughs> was never released as a single. Oh wow! <laughs> Can't believe it. It was voted most popular song by fans in Controversies magazine poll back in 1993 for the Act 2 tour. Wow. It was also murdered, I mean, covered by Mariah Carey in 1997. And it was recorded in August 1983, inspired by Susanna Melvoin. Oh, my goodness me. So, number five would be The Beautiful Ones. Oh, Oh, man. That is good, isn't it? 
Yeah. Mariah Carey covered it? Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> covered, yeah. It's not a very good cover. <laughs> but wow, the beautiful ones. And, and folks, it, I mean, everyone's been following along, listening to the show, obviously, knows we're talking about the top five Prince tracks, but I just wanted to repeat, these are the top five out of the man's canon, out of the entire over of music, the top five Prince songs, track number five, The Beautiful Ones, off you know, Purple you, Rain. You know what's interesting? The Controversy magazine poll in 93, this was voted most popular, and it's still today, it's still... Ranks wow. right up there in mm-hmm. top five. So oh, it's a it's a great song. What a mm. link. Yeah, yeah. I I can't argue with that. It's a it's it has to be. It's one of his greatest songs. Yeah, I really like that rendition he did in um the two thousand three and musicology. Yeah, um, tours that was nice because he could, kind of revamped it, but yeah, it was still had the original hallmarks of it. It's a really it's nice version. Potential scream song. He has lots of those scream songs, and this is the mm-hmm. one that you want to hear him just belt out that scream. Yeah, and you know yeah. what I think about this song? Like it's it's kind of like you know for him it's like the underdog song. I think a lot of people relate to it. You know, I think the girls relate to it because you know they like the chase, they like the guy, even though if they're with someone, there's someone chasing after them, and the guys like it because they fantasize about someone they could never have. <laughs> so I think it's just like universally, you know, a, a universal song for all Prince fans. They can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah, and and really cool. we can't um, devalue the part of the movie, yeah, Moran, in this yeah. song. I mean, it's it's just magnetic. The performance in that film live. I have to say, you guys talk about the two thousand three, two thousand four versions, and even though I, I agree that they were great, especially the Australian versions of it, of, that, <laughs> of that song, I have to say that. I, even though I haven't been there, I have seen some TV footage from, I think, German TV in 1993 of him performing The Beautiful Ones, and I think that is pound for pound the best version he's ever done, with the horn mm. heads in the background, just yeah. oh, on point. Unbelievable. But yeah, this is this is a classic. This would be a classic in anyone's catalogue. Mm. Yep. Alright, I'll also just say that of the top five, 22 votes separate the top two the top five. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was saying before, how they're pretty jam-packed. All right. Okay, the next two are tied. Uh-oh. Uh, tied for fourth or tied for third, however you want to say it. And I'll take the first one. And first clue is that it's a Camille song. Wow. Oh, please, 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 oh, please. I this. know it. I yeah, know it. Sure. I know it. I this know song it. samples a classical composer, Mendelssohn. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this song this song was covered by TLC in oh, 90- yes. Uh sampled in musicology. Yes. I have, I have no idea. I'm Probably so happy. His, his most infamous gender bender song. You can read it in so many different ways. Biggest oh, okay. smile I get it. over the night right now. Jay-Z Same. and Beyonce uh, included several lyrics of the song in their song Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. Uh and this has also had a major technical error. Uh, supposedly by Susan Rogers, which led to some distortion, which Prince ended up liking and leaving it in on the album version. Uh, So this is the song that uh, reminds me of what silence looks like, Uh, and it is... Can't address you. <laughs> you dick off your clothes. Girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm so happy that it's top five. Oh man, that has made my That's night, nice. guys. Yep. You know what else this this song can claim? It was the first CD single, well, first promo CD single that Prince ever released. Oh, well, because I've got it. <laughs> At the time when it was released, it was kind of considered a uh, a disappointment in terms of sales, and because it, it was you know yeah. the second signal uh, single. And um, but you know it just goes to show the test of time that the fans keep loving it, and it is such just a brilliant composition. It yeah, sends a shiver up my back when I listen to it. I agree, player. That mm-hmm. that that's probably the biggest thing. It's it's otherworldly. There's just it's got the perfect. I can't even say perfect. It's, it's got the imperfect mix of of every of of elements that really shouldn't go together. And yeah, considering that it's a Camille track as well, unbelievable. You can read it so many ways. He's performed this from time to time, and, and Esperanza did a did I think a very good cover of it. But you know, um, as good as her cover was, no one performs this song as good as um, as the man himself. This is the Stone Cold classic. You know what? The other night I, I was watching TV. I was watching um, Max Music Channel, and they had like an hour of eighties music, and it was called Awesome Eighties, and they had this song in it. And I was watching and I was thinking, there's a lot of people that probably watch this show. It, it's not like, you know, people would be, like, familiar with the song. Mm. And I, I thought it was kind of strange that people would probably watch it and think, you know, I don't know this Prince song. So, yeah, it's it's really cool that it's in the top five. Yeah, it's... I think a lot of people, uh, myself included, was when they first heard the album version, it was like, yeah, it's all right. And But it wasn't until I saw the Sign of the Times version that it really hit me. And then since then, I've gone, I've grown to love the album version too. But um, that Sign of the Times live version is awesome. I've got to say, with along with Mountains, so far, they're the two songs that I don't particularly like that much. Oh, wow. wow. They're, just, they're just songs that I just, I just don't get. It's just a song. <laughs> uh, I, I know it's a good song because, you know, look, it's number... What number is it? Number four? Oh, tied, tied, three, tied and four. three and four. So obviously it's a good song. I just don't particularly like it myself, but I don't know. All right, so the other so, one the other one that's tied with this one, uh, the clue for that is shirts. That'll be me. Wow. <laughs> okay, this song released, uh, the single was released February 18th, uh, 1987. Um, it was supposed to be on Dream Factory and Crystal Ball. Was number one on the American on R and B charts. Number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Rolling Stone ranked this song out of their 500 greatest songs of all time. Number 299. It's the lead single of the album from 1987 of the same wow. name. Oh my gosh! And wow. it is son of the bow, bow, bow. That's it. Sitting on when a rocket ship explodes, and everybody still wants to fly. But some say man ain't happy unless man truly dies. Oh, I die. I'm very surprised. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. surprised at that. Yeah, said that too. It's amazing that three and four are both from. Sign of the Times. Mm. One and two single, tied. I am very, very surprised that Sign of the Times, the song, the single, is yeah. the third or the fourth greatest track. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be in the top 20, but I didn't expect it to be top three. So I was really happy with that. I too. didn't expect it to be top 10. 
<laughs> I'm not. I don't. I'm not even sure that I'm happy. <laughs> really? That. Oh, yeah. Kill us. It has. Yeah. It has I just some amazing think that, lyrics. I just think that it, it's a bit. It's. Hmm. Naive. Exactly. Exactly. MC. Yeah. It's a bit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, are, you, are you? Are you mocking me? Or are you? A, no. You it's a, it, no. It's a bit. Meh. Really? Oh man. You guys got to listen to it again. I've listened to it many times. <laughs> But the the thing, no, the, honestly, the yeah. When I think of Prince's greatest songs ever, that's not up there. There's uh, other than the Stone Cold beat and the funky guitar on top of it. Um, there's nothing that catching. I mean, the, the, to me, the lyrics, as good as they are, are stuck in a t- in a certain time and place because of the references. Mm. You know, well, like, so is, so is a day in the life by the Beatles, but it's still a great song. Yeah, good point. But um, but, it, but it's kind of like a snapshot of that era. Yeah, of it like is a snapshot ages. of that era. It's not a yeah. snapshot of the world. Like world, people say, yeah. oh, Sign of the Times is such a great song. It, it you know it's it it was talking about issues back then that are still issues now, and they are. But it really references that era. So yeah. for me, it, it's always of that era as opposed to being timeless. That's and I would I have expected one of the top five print songs of all time to be timeless, but boy, was I wrong. <laughs> sign, of the, sign of the times, wow. Yeah. Mm. It's just, um, it's such a raw track, though. It's, you know, basically just drums, a funky bass, and then just all this guitar over the top of it. Just like, I love it. I'm, I'm really happy that it made the top five. Hmm. Now we're down to the top two. Top two. All right. Top I think two. a lot of people this might have expected. This uh, is it. Top, top two. two. I could probably guess from here, and I can't believe that we still haven't had a song in the top 20 print songs of all time that was either recorded or released post-1990. I think that's a shambles. I <laughs> really do. And I, I say it partially tongue-in-cheek, but partially I think that's an absolute joke. Yeah. I mean, you guys can't be serious. I can name, <laughs> I can name songs off the top of my head that could be pushing the top 20. Um, and they would have definitely been recorded after 1990. But anyway, let's move on. Don't get emotional. All right, the next number two, the clue is pancakes. Pancakes. Okay. All right, that's me. I'll take that one. Hmm. Where do I start? What do I say about this song without giving it away? <laughs> okay. So the second best Prince song of all time, as voted by you, and it is hard to disagree. This song was originally recorded on the 3rd of August, but I'm not going to tell you what year, because that would give it away. Okay. It was recorded somewhere in America. I'm not going to tell you where, because that would give it away. It was the third single off an album (laughs) recorded sometime in the 80s. The third single. Off an album recorded sometime in the eighties, but I'm not gonna give it away. Just say it. When blue and red collide, the heavens will pour Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Rain. Yep. Correct. Let me guide you.
closing track of the classic 1984 album Purple Rain, Prince's best-selling album and one of the all-time best-selling albums. What can you say about this track? I mean, it is absolutely brilliant. He's played it often, and you can, t- we can all vouch for why. It- it's just an amazing song. What else can you say about this? I was what just else can about you to say? I missed it at the top spot. I was just yeah. about to say, I was really thinking that would be number one, and then I thought, what I couldn't think what would be, but it just came to me what it is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's the um, the ultimate show closer, you know. Yeah. The guitar rings, the, the people with their lighters, everyone's chanting. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It was the show closer in Montreux. Uh, I remember that forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can tell you. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what can you say about this song? It, it People think to, seem to know what it's about. Um, if you follow Prince's career closely enough and you and you read enough about this song, then it's fairly obvious what it's about, but we won't go into it on the show. Um, it, you know, it can mean all sorts of things for all different people. The lyrics are great, the melody That's That's great. why it's number two. Yeah. Because everyone can take it however they want and, you know, interpret it their own way and it means that's this why to the, them that's and why it the means Rainbow something else. Children didn't make the top ten. That's exactly <laughs> why. <laughs> But those chords, those opening chords, I mean, the minute you hear them, it's Wendy. just so timeless. Yeah. It resonates yeah, let's not, in your ears. Let's not forget uh, Wendy's contribution, how well, she claims on the DVD that you know she was the one that came up with the idea of doing the, all those suspended chords, and it really works. You know, it gives it that real floating rain kind of feel. Does it ever. Does it ever. But isn't, isn't it great that the purple rain, the mixture of red and blue, you know, the, the blue sky and, and when... when uh, when the heavens <laughs> rain blood or turn bloody. I mean, that's just amazing. <laughs> what, 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 whatever it is. I mean, I, I might have got it wrong, but the whole idea behind it, you know, whether Does it's that... Armageddon, whether it's the end of the world, whether it's paradise on earth, who knows? Who, who knows what it is? It could be anything, but well, what an anthem. And and let's not forget also that this was released as the third single off the album, but really he had never done... This was... I would say, the first anthemic song in his career. I think 1999 wasn't quite... I would mm. call it anthemic. Mm. It's more like a party yep. song. Yeah. But this is anthemic in, in a way that virtually nothing he's written since has been. I mean, it's the, uh, uh, the only other song that I would consider as anthemic as anthemic this, and a song that I'm surprised isn't in the top 20, is Gold. Yeah. Uh, I really think gold deserves a lot more praise than it gets. But yeah, what do you say? Uh, so let's before I think a lot Re- of you recap fans will probably know what the winning one is. But just in case, we'll recap the top twenty before we hit the big one. So twenty was mountains, nineteen seventeen days, eighteen was nineteen ninety nine, tied for sixteenth was let's go crazy and the question of you, fifteenth was forever in my life, fourteenth controversy, thirteenth. Anastasia. Tied for 11th was Adore and Little Red Corvette. Then the top 10 we had Kiss, She's Always in My Hair, Erotic City, Join Repetition, Sometimes It Snows in April. And then the, the big top five, which were uh, clearly the top five going by the votes. Five was The Beautiful Ones. Tied for third was Sign of the Times and If I Was Your Girlfriend. Number two, as we just heard, was Purple Rain. And so, the clues to the last one, which I'm sure you all know, but just in case, <laughs> this song is an, an entire solo performance. So it's great to make number one mm. on that sense. It was covered by Quindon Tarver uh, in the 
Baz Luhrmann. Romeo and Juliet. That's right. As a lot of the songs on the list tonight, according to the director uh, of the film that it's in, it was a last-minute inclusion and used in one of the key scenes of the movie. Uh, it was sampled by MC Hammer in his hit song, Pray. Pray! I wish you weren't going to say <laughs> Oh, no, no. If you didn't say that, I had it ready. Don't worry. Uh, it was his first US number one single, and it stayed wow. there for five weeks. Wow. Uh, it was the top-selling single of 1984. Wow. Uh, Spin Magazine rated it the sixth best single of all time. It's pretty amazing. Are you kidding me? Supposedly. It's what it's only that's, Spin Magazine. That's amazing. No, but still. That's amazing. Uh, Rolling Stone, in their 500 Greatest Songs, rated this 52nd Greatest Song of All Time. Wow. Uh, it ranked number five in VH1's Greatest Songs of the 80s. Uh, it won the American Music Award for 1985 Favorite Soul and R&B Single. I still don't know what song it is. Please be Runny Talks of Russia. <laughs> it's Wedding Feast. <laughs> oh, what could it be? I've got one more clue. Um, let me guess. It doesn't have a bass line in it. So, Jim, I've got a question to ask you. Yeah. Have you got much more to add? Uh, uh, no, that's pretty much it, actually. How could you just leave me standing? <laughs> Alone in a world so cold. The number one greatest Prince song of all time is, as voted by you and as revealed by the Peach and Black podcast... From Australia, the land down under. And it's been how many days since Prince's toured now? Come on, someone's got it. 2,506 days since Prince and the band last toured Australia. Forget about what's number one, what the number one greatest Prince song is of all time. That's the real number one reason we're doing this. 2,506 days since the purple funk rocked the land down under. A lot of days, the number one Prince song of all time. Is contradiction. My prediction is that a feast, a feast. Everybody wants to find very funny. Maybe you're just like my mother. She's never satisfied. Why do we scream at each other? When Dove's Cry. Meet you. Wow. Wow. And, and deservedly so. I mean, how can you argue with that? That's right. It what, was always going to be between um, that and Purple Rain, I think. What was the gap between the two? I think Dove's Cry pulled away towards the end. It, nine votes. Nine votes separated. Wow. So really, tracks um, two to five were like separated by 11 votes. Wow. That's close. So it's pretty definitive, I reckon, eh? Yeah. So there you go. Number one. Best song ever. WDC. It, it was ha- hardly surprising. Yeah. When you said Purple Rain was two, for for about a minute, I'm like, if that's not huh? number one, what's number one? <laughs> and for like 30 seconds, I had no idea. I'm like, what the hell could it be? Okay. So that's the top 20. Top 20 greatest Prince songs of all time is voted by... The general public, um, what a list! But um, 
let's go into a little bit more detail because uh, there's some interesting observations that some of the guys have made um, about the songs that were chosen uh, other than the fact that all of the songs are from the uh, yeah the 1980s except for potentially Question of You but you can argue that was on the tail end of that decade yeah, um, yeah so what, what, what else what else have we noticed well, I noticed three out of the 20 songs were B-sides. Yeah. Three out of the 20 songs being B-sides. Yeah, that, that is pretty incredible, considering how many other songs have been released. Yeah, a list of over 400 songs. Yeah, and, and almost, a, um, almost one-fifth out of the top 20 are songs that, you know, that were on the flip side to a single. Yeah. So, that's pretty I think interesting. That shows, I think that shows... Our audience as well. It shows the uh, you know the kind of fans that are out there that you know they're not just your average record buying public. They're mm. the you know you know the people that voted in this. You know they know us. We you know we we talk all about Prince and his crew. So you know the people who voted for this are people. I'm guessing you know with like interests that you know they know probably the vast majority of these songs. Uh, yeah. So that's really good. I think that uh, they've gone for those kind of tracks. Well, the interest. The other interesting thing is is when we started this show. We were doing reviews of the albums, and everyone sent us emails saying, "When are you doing a B-side show?" I mean, mm. that was like out of all the topics that people wanted us to talk about, yeah. it was always about B-sides. So that's pretty interesting. So it it, it is higher on the list of fans um, criteria when probably when they were voting. Mm. Yeah, and I think that also shows that people like the, the spontaneous, because spontaneous side of because you know a lot of his B-sides. I kind of get the impression with a lot of them, they're just, you know, a bit of fun jams that he kind of does in a day kind of thing. And so perhaps that's kind of an indication of that, that you know, people like that spontaneous, just random jam. Mm. Yeah. E- even though many of them, I mean, let's take a song like She's Always In My Hair. If, if, he, um, if he came up with and recorded that in a day, he deserves a Grammy or something for that, for that particular piece of music because that's like... You know, yeah. such a fully formed composition. Yeah, and it speaks for itself. The song speaks for itself, and the fact that it was that it came as high on the list as it did. Um, well, nothing else from around the world in a day made the top twenty, but that did. That's that's amazing. That is amazing to think that that song would beat Raspberry Beret, like which was a number one hit single. It's amazing. Yeah. Which is it's great. It's great. I would suggest that that she's always in my hair. Even amongst the average Prince fan, might not be as well known as to the more ardent fan or the, the slightly more hardcore. I was trying not to use that word. Um, that, that's the B side to. It wasn't it is, the B side to Raspberry Beret, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. The, the B side to the single makes the top twenty. <laughs> um, that's nuts. There's something else I, I noticed in the top twenty is that there's a lot of songs that aren't your typical happy pop song like when you look at When Doves Cry Purple Rain Sign of the Times yep. If I Was Your Girlfriend the beautiful ones Sometimes It Snows in April the top six possibly seven songs are quite downbeat in terms of their mood what the message that they're trying to say they're not just you know tonight I love everybody and everyone loves me kind of thing they're like they're serious yeah. songs with serious messages behind them hmm. yeah well if you look at the majority of the songs in the top 20 with the exclusion of two or three tracks the themes and topics covered in these songs in terms of relationships, I think the listener can really connect to the message of the songs and relate to them, whereas mm-hmm. some of the material he's been releasing of late is, has more 
otherworldly content that most fans, even though the music is still enjoyable, they struggle to connect to it or to relate to it. And I mm-hmm. think that's why most of those songs aren't in the top 20. I think it maybe I dare say if they're barely scratching the top 100. Mm-hmm. Well, so just to look through the list, we've got Erotic City, Kiss, Adore, possibly, uh, Little Red Corvette, possibly, Let's Go Crazy, and the rest of them are, and possibly Mountains as well, uh, as in, you know, your sort of standard themes of a pop song. But the rest of them, yeah, they all kind of cover some interesting mm-hmm. dark territory. Yeah, and, and even when you say standard themes, in many of those instances, they're then they've got um, non-standard themes of musical thematic content. Elements. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got them. standard themes, but interesting musical elements or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Here's, that, a, that's here's a question for you. Here's a question. Captain! I've been qu- I've, I'm awake now. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> here's the question. How many of the songs in the top 20 have guitar in them? Do you want me to tell you the, the answer? Is that rhetorical? <laughs> Surely all of them. 17, Surely. 18, 19. What's the one that doesn't? Uh, if I was your girlfriend. No, surely there's some guitar in there. Surely no, somewhere. No, I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> might be I backwards. Doubt. It might be backwards. I just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like 100% sure because I've listened to that song so many times. So, but yeah, it's always possible. But I, I, my, my money's on that. I, if I was if I was your girlfriend has no actual guitar in it, but the other nineteen, and it might be that that it does. So let's say nineteen or twenty. That's crazy. I just thought that was interesting. What about Lots of guitar? Of the top twenty, then which songs have like a big, you know, electric traditional rock guitar solo? Purple Rain, Probably definitely. Most of the Purple Rain stuff. Yeah. Maybe when, not as many as you might think, though. Let's go crazy, Purple Rain. Well, when when Doves Cry does, but it's it's yeah. it's mi- it's mixed in an interesting way. Yeah, it's not the feature of the song. No, though. she's always in my hair, definitely. Especially the, I mean the the um, Joan repetition. Mm. And Little Red Got yeah. the Des solo. Hmm. Which was three solos cut into one solo. But yeah, the the bulk of the, these songs are. Like six out of the twenty songs are from Purple Rain era. Well, I've I've got one. I oh. I just realised this now. How many of the top twenty songs contain live drums? Hmm. <laughs> None of them. Oh, well, you you could Purple Rain. You could argue. Beautiful ones. Oh no no. Maybe no. symbols. Maybe. <laughs> no, but I mean like like sitting down at a drum kit. Yeah, yeah. And playing it. No, interesting. None of those songs do. Anastasia. No. That's, is that a drunk kid? Yeah. yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anastasia, well, you, you got me there. Let's Go Crazy well, could also can, be one you... of these sort of half drum machine, half live drums things. Yeah, and 1999 as well. Look, but but you can virtually say mostly they're drum machine. Yeah, you're right. Mostly. Mostly drum machine. Most of them... Almost all of them have got guitar. Like 80 to 90% drum machine, 90 to 100% guitar. But you could um, say the same thing of that Prince era. Like, you know, most of the stuff he was doing then was drum machine based. So whether they're well, yeah. voting on for the drum machine or whether they're voting for that era. Okay. How many of the top 20 are, are one man jams or, you know, uh, songs where, where, he's, where he's done? <laughs> Shout out to Peppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
clearly when doves grow. Beautiful ones is, I think. Yeah. As is, if I was your girlfriend in Sign of the Times. She's always in my hair. I presume joy and repetition also. Mm-hmm. However, a lot, songs, a lot of the songs... A lot of the songs have uh, Wendy and Lisa to influence or co-wrote or with no credit or, or something. Well, or even see, if it's inspired by Susanna. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know. You, you say that. Mm. I th- there's definitely a good portion, but there's a huge portion that isn't. At least, I, I would suggest close to half aren't. Like, When Doves Cry, I'd say no. No, no real Wendy and Lisa, um, no, no, no direct influence. Maybe some of the keyboard stuff inspired by, but yeah, because you know the little um, the keyboard run at the end of the mm. song that kind of was arpeggio. Yeah, that was um, Prince trying to outdo um, Lisa on the keyboard. There is things there that yeah, I think that spurred him on. Yeah, and I think the fact that there is half or or thereabouts is pretty amazing when you consider that they were only in the band for, you know, <laughs> That is a years. good point. Out of like 500 songs or whatever it is yeah. that, that, that comprised the, um, the vote. Yeah, that is an interesting it's, observation. It spans from 83 to 88, the bulk of this material. Hmm. In the top 20, there's nothing from Dirty Mind. Wow. Hmm. There was That's one crazy. song from Controversy, two songs from 1999 era, six from Purple Rain. Nothing from Around the World in a Day except for She's Always in My Hair. Three songs from Parade. Four songs from Son of the Times. One from Love Sexy. Nothing from Batman. And two from Graffiti Bridge. Wow. So out of, the top, out of the top 20 Prince songs of all time in this vote, more than a quarter were from the Purple Rain era. Way more than a quarter were from the Parade, Son of the Times era. Yeah. So... Mm. You're looking at like 60% of the material is from either Purple Rain or Parade Sign of the Times. Yes. Mm. 84, 86, 87, which is not completely surprising, but well, that's, interesting. That's, that's his most, that's his, that's the classic Prince era. Mm. So. Yeah. Should we do some shout outs to some of the tracks that possibly didn't make the top 20 now? Okay. Yeah. Let's do Give it. Give us the stats. How about some honorable right. mentions? Well, me being the one that has the forefront knowledge in front of me. Unlike you guys. <laughs> um, here's some interesting numbers. Pretty obvious one. Number 37 was the most popular 70s track, uh, I Want to Be Your Lover. So that's in there. Uh, another interesting one, the most popular track that doesn't actually have a release studio version. So I'm talking about a live. only live versions have been released. And that is number 44, uh, Days of Wild. So I thought that was, that was pretty high for a, a non-studio track song. That is interesting considering we said don't consider live versions while voting. <laughs> no, no, no. It's been released, but because there's no studio version, it's in there. Okay. Yeah, it's been released Silent. as a live version. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes sense. If there's... Um, yeah. Next. <laughs> and the other one I've pulled out of there is the most popular instrumental track, and I guess this one wasn't that much of a surprise. Camilla. Uh, no. Not quite, not quite. But it did come in quite low, 142. That's that's still a decent score, I guess, but... um. And that was uh, Venus de Milo came in at 142, for the most popular instrumental track. Ooh, um, okay. We've got lots of other Where's... interesting facts that we'll divulge as time progresses. What came at the other end of the spectrum? The other end. So you want to know, what do you want to know, player? What came last? <laughs> what came last? All right. The, the least tailing. amount of votes. Well, technically, the song that came last was Keep Steppin'. 
with a total of grand total of three votes. Keep stepping. I don't even but, know what that is. Yeah, I'm a bit hesitant to include that one because what it's is on that? The, it's on the 1999 New Master. Oh man, I see. I haven't even heard that. <laughs> it's essentially thank, a beat with thank, Dougie Fresh. Thank Press you, lucky stars. <laughs> so re- tell us what song really came last, because okay, that's so not even song that really came last. The actual, you know, this is the genuine Prince song that came last. And I what don't era? Think, what era is it from? <laughs> Talking 2010, baby. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, classic. Probably giving it away. The, the least popular Prince song, as according to the fans, out of hundreds and hundreds of votes, it got a grand total of four votes, and that song is "Purple and Gold." Ah. I think we all saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting um, roundup. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> you just wanted to add that in there. Yeah. Oh wow, wow! How many times should I say wow, Captain? Uh, <laughs> where did? Hey, I want to know where. Uh, I, I know we're not going to go through the whole thing, but Toe Jam, yeah. could you? Do you mind if I if I I, I indulge me for a second? And I just want to ask you a couple of. Um, Quick ones. Do you know where Endorphin Machine came in? Endorphin Machine is a personal favourite of it, of yours. Yes, it is. Okay. It came in, actually, quite high. Uh, It came in at number, tied for number 93. Oh, wow. Top 100. Awesome. Top 100, yeah. Yeah, Endorphin Machine. Great stuff. Great stuff. Anyone else got any requests? Favourite songs you'd like to know? The Flow. (laughs) The Flow. (laughs) Go on, we're gonna have I'm, the flow I'm, jughead. I know Wedding it probably didn't do that well. Yeah. Coming in at a grand four hundred and forty fifth was the flow. Oh jeez, <laughs> it's in the last Which, like it's in the the bottom forty. <laughs> yeah. And as I look at the track it's it beats, I'm quite surprised that it beats some of those tracks. Alright, here's another good one. <laughs> um top rated twenty ten track. Uh, okay. Uh, this was interesting, actually, because before we did this survey, I did a little practice survey on Moquake. Some of you might have seen it for the um, yeah. most popular recent tracks. And of 2010, the song that won that from memory was Future Soul Song, or was it Sticky Like Glue? I forget. But in the in our poll, that both of those tracks were beaten by one that I didn't expect to get as well as it did. And that was the track Lay Down, which came in, surprisingly enough, tied with Endorphin Machine at 93. Wow. Hmm, top interesting. 100. Oh, top 100, yeah. Interesting. I always begin again. I thought that was going to come I in. I thought you were going to say it came in at number 77. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the tracks of silence came in, uh, come in at? Yeah. Where's the four <laughs> seconds dedicated to Miles Davis? Uh. <laughs> it's in there. Uh. Well, technically, it's not a Prince composition, so John Cage had it first. Yes, but it was longer than four seconds. What about Blue Light? Blue Light. Let me see. (laughs) Out of all the songs, you pick Blue Light. (laughs) I love Blue Light. (laughs) Michael Koppelman on bass. (laughs) All right, so what are there? 470 tracks, so half of that would be 235. So this is in the bottom half. It came in at 260 seconds. Blue. Tell me that Crystal mm-hmm. Ball made the top 100, otherwise this this vote is null and void. <laughs> <laughs> Quite well. It came in at number 49. Oh, that is awesome. 
Oh, yeah, I, personally, I would have loved. I would have loved to have that to make the top twenty. But yeah. I think it's one of those tracks that you know possibly a lot of people uh, possibly haven't heard or forget about. Yeah, if they forget, it was released. Hard to forget ten minutes of absolute undistilled, undisputed funk. But yeah, that would be my top twenty easily. Yeah, maybe we should come up with our own top twenty lists personally and read them out on the on the next show. There's an idea. Uh, we should say as well that we do plan to post the list at some time in the future. Uh, something big is coming. Something big is coming. That's right. But we, we've got a few other plans with this list, so we don't want to give all our information away straight away. Mm. Well, it's good. We're crunching the numbers, and we, we'll come up with some good lists from there. Some good results. Mm. Th- those, that's, th- those are some of the best songs ever by anyone. <laughs> when you think about the elements involved... In, in every single song from composition, arrangement to lyricism to execution to the fact that it's mostly just one guy to the timelessness of the material it's staggering it's absolutely staggering and you know what, We as much that we um, you know, we, we, we big up the 90s material and the um, and the material from the last decade, it just goes to show you that that material from the 80s is, it, it's just a classic. the classic. The classic works. Um, so there you go. There you have it. But also too, like in a 30 plus year career, the majority of the top 20 is from like a four or five year period mm. out of 30 years. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> There's a reason for that, you know. I wouldn't go as far as to say that these songs are in any way better or or worse than mm. what he's done in the last 10 years. Because if you took the top 20 songs, um, which would be interesting to do, to take the top 20 songs from the last decade, I reckon head-to-head, most of them would be equally as good. Some of them might be better. Some of them, you know, it's all subjective anyway. But um, it, th- there's just something about that material. And I have a feeling that it, the fact that most of those songs have been played live and have grown on people and were a part of people's lives back then mm. or, or as they became fans probably has a huge amount to do with um, with it. And also, the, I mean, he's so prolific that... You know, a, a song that comes out in 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 2006 or 2010, it does. It needs time. It needs it does, time yeah. to grow and to brew. And you know, the other thing, like I mentioned about performing songs live, the less you perform material in concert, the less it has a chance to evolve outside of a studio recording. And let's be honest here. Um, and I hope we always are, but let's look at those top 20 songs. Most of the time, when I think of those, uh, many of those songs, I think of live performances. Mountains, I think Parade Tour. 17 Days, I think to myself, Soundcheck, Sydney. 2003. 2003. Let's Go Crazy, how many blistering live versions and Question of You, blistering live, Controversy, blistering live versions, Little Red Corvette, She's Always in My Hair, Anastasia, Love Sexy 88, um, Join repetition, you know, 2002 after show, beautiful ones, the as you go, it just goes on and on. I mean, there's just so much, so so many live memories. Mm. And I think probably 16 of the 20, I would probably classify as being live staple songs that he 
more or less plays every tour mm. at some more or less. Uh, you know, with a couple of ex- exceptions, obviously. Yeah. If you got like the question of you, which is in the top twenty, but he's paired that with um, the one. some the one and all that, but they're not as high on the on the list. So it just yeah, depends was... on the song, I guess. And yeah, things like it... um, what was it? Nothing compares to you. Hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's also a matter of of um, I mean, twenty songs. You know, if you've got a if you've got a cat a. Uh, a catalogue of 60 songs or 80 songs or even 100 songs, putting it down to the top 20 might be easier to do. But when you've got a catalogue of close to 500 songs, and in fact more, but for the purposes of this vote, we're looking at approximately you know, upwards of high 400s, close to 500 songs that on the whole are really good. I mean, you know, there's there's nothing more to say really. They're just... Even even when something sounds a little bit synthetic or whatever, it's still got an element, at least for me, of of being impeccably arranged. He's got this amazing ability of creating a generic beat sometimes, or something that isn't particularly amazing, but he just constructs it in a way that still sounds less laboured than that a lot of. A lot of other artists I find. I don't know how what, how you guys feel, but the, like the production and arrangement values of his music on the whole is pretty impressive to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the voting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, girls and boys, I should say. That this has been uh, the top twenty countdown brought to you by the Pigeon Black Podcast. Recording coming to you from the land down under with Toe Jam player, captain, and MC. We've had a ball. I can't believe some of the songs that have made it. It's it's been a blast. It's been really really cool. And again, thank you everyone for voting. Thanks Toe Jam for um, setting everything up, being very very patient, making a lot of uh, putting a lot of work into into the whole thing. And um, what else do we say? Big shout out and and a late shout out. I have to admit to S. Thompson, you know who you are. Um, thank you very much for your kind words and uh, everything else. Ooh. And um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Big Victor. Victor just joined the forums, I noticed. Big shout out to Victor. Peachandblack.proboards.com. Yeah. And our Around the World competition continues. So sending your entries. We've got some good ones so far. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to beat. Really good one. Yeah, it is. It's very close. And that's about it. 